seems comfy. Okay, okay. Hello. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. <gasps> Happy Tuesday. I almost made a joke or made a comment like, it's not Tuesday, Brooke. And I was like, that's that's because that's how work works. Yeah. That you record on a different day and then update. Yes. Upload. It's actually Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> it's it's uh, Friday Eve. Friday Eve. It's so close to the end of the week. Um, anyways, sorry to ruin the magic, but it's not all recorded and put online the same day. Yeah, we because got, we got I can't jobs. handle that, all right? I can't do it. I have to do it at least the night before. I have done it the night before several times. Yeah. Welcome back to our podcast, Diet Riot Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. I'm Brooke Miller. And we're both dietitians. Not related. Not related. Both a bunch of caveats. Uh, both dietitians, not related. From the Midwest, not related. Yes. <laughs> Husbands, not related. The Packers are better than the Bears. I quit this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we have more Packer fans than, or, uh, than no Bear way. fans. No way. Yeah. I mean, if they had to choose... Yeah, the they Bears. Would choose the Packers. Everyone hates the Packers. No, they're an easy team to hate. They've got ugly the colors. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I I was growing up. The Vikings was my second favorite fan because I was born in Minnesota. Yeah. I was born in Minnesota. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Apple Valley up there. <laughs> um, my whole family speaks very Minnesotan. Whenever time we like get a, get together, it gets worse and worse. I love yeah. I love cute. talk going back home. My yep. accent comes out. Yeah. I on the phone too because I work yes. in the Midwest. So anyone I talk to that's like, oh, today I called someone from Fargo. Uh, hey, how's it going? I was like, oh, it's the best. <laughs> I love it so much. It makes like, me I so happy. I just want to record you right now. You're making me, <laughs> you make me happy. Well, if only that wasn't illegal. I but. know. So today we're going to talk about oh, yeah. the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, we've had a few requests for it, which I was really happy that we um, looked into this again because it's been a while since I looked into it. Like, thought yeah. about it, really. <laughs> well, it's been... It was pretty popular back, I want to say, early, like, 2010. Like, maybe around there when we were in college. Yeah, I feel like I learned about it so much in college. Yes. Like, I've done so many reports on it, and, like, so much research was coming out in the, around then about the Mediterranean diet. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, was our... I guess you could call it a fad diet, but it's, like... It is kind of a lifestyle, especially for people in the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, people who live in Italy. Around the coast, I guess. Yeah. Well, so, okay, what's hard is, like, our diet culture has twisted and contorted the word diet to mean this, like, restrictive type of, like, this is what you can have, this is what you Mm -hmm. can't have. The word diet just literally means what do you eat, like a list of foods that you eat, not like, oh, there's some foods you can't eat on a diet. Yeah, I feel like the Mediterranean diet is not restrictive. It's right. just, it's not at just all. this is what this people, is what they happen to eat. This is what people typically eat who are on a Mediterranean diet, and it's because of where they live. Right. It's their proximity to what kind of foods do they have access yeah. to, like traditionally in their culture, what their parents like, what they grew up making, you know, what their parents and their parents' parents. So, like, what happened? Why the Mediterranean diet got labeled as like. A diet versus just like who the, what lifestyle. these people ate. Yeah. yeah, 
was because they did this big research study of people. They had noticed after the war that like these people were living longer and they were like, well, that's weird. So they went in and investigated, I think it was, I didn't write it down, 1300 people. I don't know if you looked at the same study I did. No. Uh, But the first one that came out was basically like post-war and it was, they looked at like 1300 people and their health and like wellness just overall. So they looked at things like lifespan, their risk for developing cardiovascular diseases, certain cancers, I think I actually wrote it down. Yeah, heart disease, diabetes, mm-hmm. um, eye health, like all Alzheimer's, this different stuff. Parkinson's. Yeah, brain those. health, brain function. Which um, those are Parkinson's and um, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. is uh, associated with like brain function and higher yeah. fats. and right. So they did this big research study and basically found that the Mediterranean, the people who lived in the Mediterranean were just doing better. Like everything was in lower risk. Their lives were better. Their their weights were super stable. They were happier. Like a lot of things were going well. So they decided to deep dive into what made their lifestyles so much more conducive to health. And that's where this Mediterranean diet kind of came from. And it's mostly food related. But I do have to say during the study, which I thought was interesting, not only did they talk about the foods that they ate, but they talked about the fact that most of them were laborers. Like they were fishermen, they were farmers, they are like these people who get up, walk to work every day or bike, and then they did their physical labor work and then walked or biked home, which I thought was interesting. They're outside all day in the sunshine. So they made a point in the study to say that. They also made a point in the study to say, that something they the researchers noticed with all the people they interviewed is that they had no guilt or no food like like apologies around food or oh yeah I do eat that like kind of feel bad about anything like no guilt associated with food like when they told the researchers oh yeah I ate this dessert last night it was like not a big deal it was just like part of their food well I think which part I think of is it cool. is part of the culture too totally. is they it's part, you know, it's it's a way to socialize and it's a way to show love is to cook. And mm-hmm. so, if you come and eat, it's a social gathering. It's a positive experience and long, like a long experience too. It's like several hours yeah. long to eat with friends and family. Yeah, and there's red wine and it's, it's just nice and relaxing. And again, because most people are so healthy that live there, I, I think part of it is they don't have to think about what they're eating because they are just healthy naturally. Mm-hmm. They aren't, you know, we're in America, you know, we have larger instances of diabetes and obesity and heart disease and mm-hmm. cancer and like we have higher numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think that is part of the reason why we as Americans are so focused on diet where people in like Europe and the Mediterranean, they are healthier. But again, right. they're not not everyone owns a car there. Mm-hmm. You walk more. I mean, it, it is just a completely different lifestyle. Totally different environment. Very different how they relate to people and how they relate to food and what they were brought on. And then I think also you touched on it too, like genetics. Like that's where they live. Mm-hmm. That's where they recreate, reprocreate, like actually reproduce with each other. And those genetics just are also healthier in general too. And they're eating what's next to them, yes. which is close local foods. And there's, I mean, there are studies that show, like, if you are from a certain region, you know, you usually do better and have less allergies if you're eating the foods that are natural to that environment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in America, so in we're it. eating everything. Yeah. We're in melting pot. Yep. We get food from all over. Yep. All the cultures. It's funny when, like, people talk about, like, American culture of our food and stuff. 
we claim like pizza and like hot dogs and hamburgers like none of that came from america that's all from other countries because we're Mm -hmm. such a little infant country basically (laughs) but so the mediterranean diet i don't know if you found like there's not great parameters on it because like we said it's a lifestyle it's not it's legitimately just how they eat it's their diet it's not a diet in the fact of like here are foods we can and can't eat But generally, the recommendations are, like, what they found, the research found most people would eat, were um, whole fruits and vegetables, three servings a day. Um, Fish was three to four times a week. Mm -hmm. I saw poultry one to two times a week. Red meat was almost none, like, non-existent. A few times a month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They mostly used olives as their fat source, um, including olive oil, and it was usually local to the farmers, and they... So they had them at two to four tablespoons a day, which I thought was interesting because that doesn't seem like that much to me, actually. <laughs> like, I feel like I put two tablespoons of my eggs every morning of coconut oil. So <laughs> for two to four for the whole day, um, nuts, seeds, legumes, whole grains, all of that kind of three to six times a week is what I found. Oh, little mm-hmm. Ashton. And then... Um, one thing I did found that was interesting was, you know, it's mostly olive oil, but sometimes they use canola oil. Oh, yeah. Which I we talked that. about in a different podcast. Yep. There's, you know, not a ton of benefits to canola oil just because of the way it's processed. But, However, I don't know how it's processed right. in Europe. You have to imagine, like, America, like, the way that our food system works is like we have the cheapest ingredients we try to get things the cheapest way and we're not growing all those things here in america mm-hmm. so we're then you know shipping them so canola oil i did find a little thing that they talked about it's local to them so they so it's probably processed it's probably processed differently yeah is what i'm expecting but they do use it more than what we would recommend here in america but <laughs> again we did talk about this in the episode i'm not against canola oil i'm against the type of canola canola oil you can usually find easily and for inexpensive if you can find canola oil that's expensive and like cold pressed and organic and no added anything then great i think it'd be totally fine but, but it's so hard to find yeah. here it's really hard to find which is why it's like two dollars for a gallon mm-hmm. so um oh yeah and the other thing i found that i thought was interesting was that they use herbs and spices instead liberally. of salt like but like a lot of them yeah. like because whenever I add things like oregano, I feel like I'm pretty liberal about it. But then when I read about this, I was like, oh, no, they're using a ton. They use a lot more herbs and, and fresh, spices. super fresh, too. Have you been to Europe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you... Do, don't you just notice, like, the flavor of food is so much better, yes. too? Yep. I also noticed um, they. I feel like they eat outside more than we do. Oh, which, yes. I mean, I was 16, so my, like, cultural diversity was pretty limited not that it's super expansive now but like what i what i could pick up on was less i think because i was Mm -hmm. 16 years old and could care less and was like where are the churros i remember Mm -hmm. really looking for churros in paris and crepes but i remember them eating out a lot i remember or eating outside a lot whenever they ate at restaurants and um the wine like yes wine all the time no one ever didn't have wine on their table it was cheaper than water i just went to italy (laughs) four months ago Uh and yeah, it was cheaper to get a bottle of wine than it was for a bottle of water. And uh-huh. I was pregnant, so I was like, oh, damn it. I wasn't you have pregnant. nine alcoholic I wine? I would have just ordered a bottle of wine every <laughs> meal. <laughs> cheaper than a bottle of water. Yeah, but they they do drink a lot of red wine. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, I think they enormous. said five ounces a day minimum is what I saw, a day. I Everything else was like per that. week, and then the, they were like, mm, wine a day. 
um, less like sugary desserts. They said they usually had fruit for dessert or like fruit as like a snack. Um, and then water was their primary beverage mm-hmm. and cheese up to three times a week is what I saw. And it's just meals in general, just you enjoy it more with family and friends. Whereas in America it's on the go and it's very rushed and fast food and people aren't like intuitively eating because they're so rushed. Whereas in the Mediterranean culture, you're eating slowly, you're conversing with people, you're enjoying your meal. So you're stopping when you're full. So I think a lot of it does have to do with intuitive eating too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they have as many of, like, the food rolls. You know, at least the research I did um, or that I read about was done a long time ago, so I'm not sure where they're at now, honestly. But it just seems like they just don't have (laughs) those food rolls. And even just when you're reading about the diet, the fact that it's like, I don't know, these are guidelines, but there's nothing really off limits. Um, And I just really love the stress that they put on of how they enjoy food, that it's part of their culture, it's part of, like, their daily life, and then also the fact that, like, most of these people are laborers. They're, they work outside. They always commute to work, like, doing something active. Um, I think that's huge, and being outside a lot. Like, I think being outside, <laughs> literally getting the sunshine, is something so underrated in our culture. That, like, sunshine is so good for you, like, mentally, physically. And so I think that probably has something to do with it, too. But... They've got a lot. It's also been compared um, to like low inflammation diets. We'll follow the Mediterranean diet because it's very low inflammation, um, stays away from a lot of foods that cause that, like major inflammation. And um, yeah, so I thought that was good. But now we've kind of used it in the American diet, trying to incorporate it is really hard. Yeah. Well, it's very heavy in seafood, which American cuisine is typically not. Yeah, I think that is a really big pro of the Mediterranean diet is if you can get your hands on fresh fish, it's, mm-hmm. it is a great, I mean, it's a great source of fatty acids and there's a lot of benefits to eating fish mm-hmm. more frequently than we do, but it's also hard to get good quality fish in America. Says two dietitians in the middle of Colorado, we yeah. have like trout and that's it. And trout is one of my least favorite fishes, like taste wise. Yeah. I love uh, salmon. Oh, I love Gotta get that fresh wild caught salmon, but it's hard. It is hard. Um, and then with the Mediterranean diet, I mean, one big perk that they do keep finding a lot of correlation with is it lowers your LDL cholesterol, which is your yeah. bad cholesterol. Um, so it can help with like heart disease. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I found about the Mediterranean diet that I don't necessarily agree with is one thing that they kind of restrict or they try not to eat a lot of butter. I think if you're eating good quality butter, it's okay. Yeah. Um, And then they also don't eat a lot of red meat. And I think that's fine if you don't like it. But if you enjoy a good good steak, I don't think you need to limit it to, like, I am only allowed to have red meat twice a month. Right. Like, that seems a little restrictive. But, again, if you... If you don't miss it, then don't don't eat it. Right. Um, and then another thing that they kind of promote is lower fat dairy. And oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend, you know, eating full fat dairy. Full fat dairy. All the good fats. And that's so. the same with the butter. We've talked about this before, but like grass-fed butter, um, really good. So, yeah, I mean, I think what I like about the Mediterranean diet, like I use it in quotes because it's not the same kind of diet 
that we're trained to think of when we think of the word diet, but like the way that they eat is really um, desirable. And I, I aim for a lot of these practices in our own home as far as like using like olive oil or like healthy fats or fish. We try to get fish two times a week. I have a hard time doing that with my whole family, so I do tuna fish a lot. <laughs> so um, tuna fish and salmon are probably the only fish we really get in. And they do a lot of like mackerel and sardines and what else did I see on there? Fish. I didn't even know the names of what they were. Yeah, those were the fish I found. But yeah, I like salmon. <laughs> yeah. I stick with salmon, tuna. Sometimes I'll do like a mahi-mahi, mm-hmm. but that very rarely. Yeah. And I do like fish tacos with mahi-mahi, which yeah, is pretty good. good. Anyways, it's hard though. It's hard to get oh ahi tuna like out at sushi mm, restaurants. Sushi. So oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I love sushi. Now I want sushi. I know, and I'm all pregnant. Which, technically, I can have sushi now. The doctors have allowed it, but from a reputable source. And again, we live in Colorado, so it's like, yeah, it's reputable, but is it worth it? But is it? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Who really knows, right? Jesse didn't allow me to eat sushi when I was pregnant. Yeah, Josh is iffy about it at best. But he he loves this poke place, so he's like, maybe we can go get poke. He made me watch the Naked and Afraid, or not Naked and Afraid, um, Monsters Inside Me episode about sushi oh no yeah he made me watch it and i said yeah i'm still gonna go eat it i'm still gonna eat it the odds of getting that are so slim yeah i mean every food has its woes remember right. when cantaloupe was like the worst thing people could eat yeah and like calm down spinach recall that happened yeah yeah oh, romaine on. that was a rough one for me yeah i ate a lot of romaine lettuce i feel like i had a big romaine lettuce salad oh, today bummed. yeah that was a long time too that it was like not okay mm-hmm Anyways, so the Mediterranean diet, um, the other things we haven't mentioned yet that I found were decreased risk for stroke, which mm-hmm. is one of my biggest health fears. I don't know why. Yeah, we have a, we have that in my family. No. So. Mm-hmm. I, I have to check with my family. I don't, like, all of our stuff seems to be, like, what my family, like, recent family that I know and have known die from is, like, stuff that was preventable, <laughs> like lung cancer because they smoked for a long time. Or, like, I have to, like, look at what's killed our family that's well, not, I'm not a stroke, and it's, like, That's very, so scary. It's wild, because, like, the people that died of strokes in my family, you wouldn't have looked at them and been like, oh, they're going to have gonna a stroke. You're going to get a stroke. Yeah. It was very random. See, it's all about that healthy on the inside. doesn't always come across on the outside. It's always yeah. different. That's crazy. So I found that um, better fertility is what, what I found. I did not find yeah, that. Yeah, so they, well, they, I shouldn't say it like that, not better fertility, but less, like, lower what am I trying to say? Lower risk of infertility? Yeah, it's like lower incidence of infertility oh. reported in that area. So again, that's like the that causation. That could be genetics too. Right, yeah. So it's like, is that a correlation that doesn't really mean causation? Is that or? your environment? Is that There's what you're breathing so many in? things, yeah. yeah. Or what's your, phys- like how physically active you are. There's so many things. But that was one that I found also um, decreased risk for rheumatoid arthritis. So that goes along with that, like being kind of a very low inflammation diet um good for your inflammation hi hi do you guys hear ashton he's, he's the up. cutest um i think that was it as far as oh i found better eye health lower oh. blood pressure okay yeah yeah and a lot of protection like it does seem to be touted as kind of like a prevention um diet so mm-hmm. like it can prevent against a lot of these things versus like it's not a diet that you go on when you get diagnosed with something, right? Right now. So a good preventative diet to be in. But yeah, overall, I really like it. I liked looking into it again because I feel like it 
it reinvigorated my want to get fish back in our lives twice a week. I know. Now <laughs> I just want to go get sushi more often. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So. Yeah. But That'd yeah, be great. I think there's a lot of pros to it. It's just, yeah, the only cons I really found was, you know, avoiding butter and full fat dairy. But, yeah. you know, I think if you're getting good quality butter and full fat dairy that's good quality, then you're good. Yeah. And again, like Brooke and I have always said, you know, we're big in intuitive eating, but I'm also big in being creative and learning how to prepare new foods and like trying new foods and incorporating them more into your life, using that gentle nutrition, knowing that certain foods are healthier for you and, and can support your body in certain ways. Like fish, like fish is one. I feel like a lot of people say, Oh, I don't like fish. Okay. How many fishes have you really tried? Mm -hmm. One. Did you try like cod when you were seven and your mom overcooked it like, right. I'm just saying and cooking at home is hard so cooking, I yeah. you have to go to a good restaurant a good restaurant like order a good fish or if you're on vacation somewhere on a yes. coast that's when you need to get it so true or like any shellfish like I have never cooked really shellfish at home like shrimp and that's maybe it but like lobster I would never try to cook that myself yeah. have you ever gotten oysters yeah oh my gosh this is the third time oysters have come up in my life this week that's so weird. Angelo's Taverna yes, here. Oh, you've told me about that oh, place. Oh my gosh, we need to go and eat Are oysters. They they're cooked oysters. Okay, so they're cooked. I'll do so that. You could totally eat it. But then they put like bacon and gorgonzola cheese Ooh. and like pesto and olive oil. Oh my gosh, Whoa. it's so good. So we had oysters in San Francisco, mm. and they were raw. Oh. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> instantly I tried their them face off. drops. They're, they were fine, but they weren't something I, like, enjoyed eating. Like, I wasn't like, ooh, let's go get more oysters. They put, like, a garlic butter sauce on them, but they were raw, and it was just really weird. I didn't love them. I want to try them cooked. Yeah, try them cooked. They're really good. the only other time I've had oysters, they were fried, and they were not good at all. And, I, and you can't tell what you're eating. It just tastes like a big ball of fried nothing, you know? Yeah, no, try, okay. try these here. Okay, we'll go. We should go, because I want to try it. But, They're delish. Yeah, so if if you're finding, like when we're talking about this, about the high instance of eating fish on the Mediterranean diet, and you're like, oh, I don't eat fish. Okay, maybe you don't like fish, but have you tried, have you given it a good go? Like, have you tried several different types of fish? Have you tried them cooked different ways? Like, so salmon's one of my favorite fishes. I cook it on the stovetop. I bake it, and grilling is, like, one Grill, of my favorite I like grilling ways. It. Yeah, grilling on, like, a cedar plank, you guys. Mm. Unbelievable. And put a lot of butter on it. Yeah, mm. butter. <laughs> I do mine in, like, a soy sauce, honey. Ooh, that sounds good. Like, it's not a crust, but it's, like, like a, a marinade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. That and I kind of make it, like, a chicken fried rice, but with salmon. But I leave the salmon whole and then do, like, a vegetable rice mm. underneath. It's so, so good. <laughs> but anyways... Oh, honey recipe. mustard and salmon is really good. I don't like honey mustard. What? I'm just so plain. I just like butter and hurt. Like, <laughs> lots of spices. Yeah. Okay, well, honey mustard's really good with salmon, guys. Um, anyway, so try out some different fishes, like we said, like at a restaurant or whatever, and try to incorporate some of these things in your diet just to try it. Just be creative. It's fun to learn new things as adults. Like, for example, sweet potatoes used to be one of my least favorite foods. Now I love them. Oh, so good. I have one of sweet my potato favorite. recipe. We're going to share recipes on a future episode, and yeah. then we'll put them online, too. Yeah. So you should put your salmon. Um, yes, I will. It's those so recipes, good. and I'll put my sweet potato ones. Ooh, I have a stuffed sweet. Okay, we're giving away the other episode. So move back. But we Anyways, will. Mediterranean diet. Yes, and <laughs> we'll find a good Mediterranean diet diet recipe too yeah well that'd be fun 
it's nice because the Mediterranean diet is so lenient. It's like, whatever, like as long as there's some whole grains and some, you know, a good lean meat, olive oil, it's like battle meat. The one thing that also inspired me about learning about this is trying olives again. I do not like olives, you guys. Really? They're so Ugh, good. I, I had don't one in a like Bloody them. Mary this weekend, and it was amazing. And, like, it's fine if I live the rest of my life not having an olive. But I'm interested in trying it again so because we we're researching this so much. There has to be something I'm missing that why people like olives because I just so don't delicious. like them. Do you like green or, or black? Green. Oh, okay. So I've only had black. Here's the problem, you guys. Little you have tidbit. to get a Bloody Mary. <laughs> get a virgin Bloody Mary. I was going to say, not right now. Yeah, no, get a Soon. virgin Bloody Mary and get a um, green olive. It. Yeah, they're really good. You wrap it up in a pickle. Especially in tomato juice and with a pickle. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. I'll try it. So the problem with olives mm, for me, I so think, awesome. is more like my personal like experience with them. The first time I ever had a black olive was at my grandfather's funeral. So now it's like every time I eat an olive, they have different like tastes. Such though. a horrible black olives taste okay. different than green. So. My father-in-law and sister-in-law love black olives, and so anytime like we've gotten pizza and stuff with black olives on it, I'm like, eh. I want to try it again. Try. But this is kind of the fun part. Is like I like experimenting. I haven't tried olives in a long time. I should just do it. I I don't think I've ever tried a green olive. I've tried this. What I like the Spanish red olives. They're like called something special. Someone will know, know. let us know what they're called, but those ones are okay. (laughs) Anyways, I want to try it because I see people like, so one of my favorite lunches is like cheese, crackers, hummus, vegetables, and like I see on a lot of people's like pictures, they'll put olives on there too, so I feel like that'd be a good fat source for me. Anyways, so that's Mediterranean diet. Brooke and I are pretty good fans of it, as you can tell, because it's not restrictive. (laughs) If you're restricting anything, then don't do that no I think it's just more aim to eat these foods more frequently yeah is what the lifestyle is when we're talking about intuitive nutrition or intuitive eating the 10th principle gentle nutrition this is part of it like finding foods that are going to support your body treat you like literally go through your body and and do better for you um these are the types of foods we're talking about so I think it meets a lot of those criteria and anything that it does restrict obviously if it's something you want or like eat it don't be afraid of it but Anyways, if you guys have any questions, be sure to get on our Instagram and ask. Um, on any post, you can just leave a comment or direct message us. Our Instagram is at diet.riot.podcast. And little Ashton's going crazy. He's trying to suckle on my thumb right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm hungry. Um, I forget. What else? Oh, email us at hello at dietrightpodcast.com. And please share with your friends and family. Take a screenshot of you listening. Post it. Let everyone know how much you love it. Give us a five-star review if you like this podcast so we can move up in the rankings and people can find us easier. And hit subscribe. And subscribe. Yeah, a lot of you are not subscribed and listening. They give us that kind of information. We see you. We see you. We know you're out there. We know. We know what you're doing. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Ashton, say bye. Bye. Oh. 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 I think he's working on a poop. Oh, yes, (laughs) he is. That was supposed to be during the fiber episode. We missed your cue. All right. Bye, guys.